continuing with our contemplation. Checking in to, to how it is for us now. No need to pretend, not trying to impress anybody. Or if we do feel a strong urge to impress somebody, then we notice, notice that feeling. Honesty, particularly honesty with, with what is happening within us is a, such a, a treasure and a support for revealing, revealing how things really are. One of the beauties of the retreat environment is that they're in not highlighting needing to impress one another or convince one another. Pick and choose which qualities we like and don't like with one another in a retreat environment where one is highlighting the sense of just supporting an opportunity for each other to be together in silence. Supporting each other to have the opportunity to, to connect with, with the essentials of, our, of being alive. giving each other permission to, to feel what we feel, to go through the moods that we go through. One of the difficulties in, in conforming in a, in a society is sometimes we're straining so hard to manifest what we're supposed to be manifesting. And so busy trying not to let manifest what shouldn't be manifesting that we don't know what we're feeling anymore. So last night, Tanisarus uh, spoke about the weariness and, and, and the hollowness that can that can appear <clears throat> when we sense the, the strain and struggle of always trying to to make life right, trying to keep things just right.
just endlessly trying to keep adjusting, trying to keep maintaining, trying to keep keep things at bay, is uh, is what the Buddha called samsara, that endlessly trying to capture what we are in some person, in some position, in some mood, in some possession. And when we start to, to sense the, the futility of that, the pain of that, the struggle of that, uh, something in us... Uh, so that's an important point that should be touched on again that Tanisha made last night, what the society might call, uh, you know, a mood that you really need help when you start to feel that weariness. In the Buddhist teachings, that's considered a valuable state. One to be honored. It, it's something in us that's, that, that, that's turning away from imagining that, that uh, true fulfillment and satisfaction is, is just coming out of control and grasping and keeping and fending off. It's a, it's, it's a returning, a returning, turning back toward the, toward the source. And a, willing, a willingness in, our, in ourselves to, to more evenly and willingly open to, to the difficult and the pleasing. To sense what it's really like. And so, rather than imagining by just continually highlighting the in-breath, the getting hold of the next new thing that looks intriguing, exciting, satisfying, so that consciousness gravitates, when that starts to shake up a little bit or get uncomfortable to, to quickly scan and move somewhere else that's more soothing, pleasing, that ceaselessly seeking. When one starts to, to feel the, 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 the pain of that, there's the opportunity to, to consciously recognize I, I'm weary of continually chasing, holding. And then we can start to contemplate what Tanisha talked about last night, the cessation. letting go. The recognition of the of the underlying spaciousness beneath all the changing, around, in the midst of all the changing conditions. This is uh, uh, an opportunity when we reflect like this to, to, to bring into our heart the dying of things. It's considered very, very, very significant and, and, and very important to, to consciously, awarely be in touch with the fading, the fading of sound. 
the ending of a thought. the ending of a movement, the ending of a breath, to have the, to, to allow ourselves to really see, to really recognize the dissolving. Now to allow to, to allow ourselves to to notice something die requires a very gentle touch. Grasping's involved in don't die, don't die. Stay for me forever. Grasping is, is based on the delusion that things are things. If someone's a beloved one and you want them to make you happy, we want them to make us happy, we, we grasp, don't change, just keep making me happy. We get praised and that feels good and we, we want to be the good person. We grasp on that, wanting that to make us happy. Try to keep that in place. <coughs> what kind of attitude of mind uh, allows us to, to see something change and die, allows conditions to be what they are, fluid. When we have the opportunity to to see something die, then we have the opportunity to taste that which was prior to that condition. We have the opportunity to taste that which doesn't die in recognizing the dying, in honoring the the naturalness of that which comes and goes, following its own what's called conditioned nature, in recognizing the suchness of the coming and the going. We have the opportunity to then be with that which is prior to that which witnesses and knows the birth and the death. And so it is said that the gateway, the gateway into the deathless, the gateway into knowing that which never dies, is to to fully receive the dying, fully be aware of the birth and the death of that which is born and is dying. What blocks us from that is our, what the Buddha called papancha, is this tendency to be beguiled, to be deceived, mesmerized by our thoughts. And that those thoughts that we get fooled by then proliferate and create all other kinds of thoughts that seem to carry with them reality. We get assailed by these thoughts. In actuality, as we slow down and we see the actuality of the experience of being a sensory being, 
of the impingement on the eye and all the changes of light and color, impingement on the ear and all the fluctuations of sound, impingement on the body and all the sensations of hard, soft, cool, warm, and all the various responses to these sensations of tasting and smelling and feeling and thinking, the responses of being pleased or displeased. That in actuality, these, these experiences are becoming otherwise every instant. And yet, though the perception, the process of perception is this ever-changing thing, what happens? in an atmosphere of avidya, in an atmosphere, which what Tanisha spoke about the other day, of not really noticing as it is, not noticing clearly and alertly, avidya pachya sankara. The Buddha says that in that atmosphere of not noticing clearly, it is a condition for the arising of sankara, a sense of something here. What is essentially this fluid thing, suddenly there becomes a something. What's that something? Me. something. Whatever it is, it becomes a something. It becomes uh, good. And then sankara pajya vijnana. It's out there. It's a good. And then vijnana is a sense of knowing the good. Yeah, I, I know that. Hmm. I think I'll have that. <laughs> Yet as soon as you've got a something, then you've got, you've got to deal with you got a lot of other things, everything else, and that's out there. That's not, that's not in my territory. That's yours. Not so good. And of course, as soon as you got a something, because things are becoming otherwise every instant, then you've just suddenly created birth and death and change and all that kind of stuff once created it. Because language appears so steady, because we have letters that keep reappearing and, and into words that describe me and you and, and time and buildings and the future and the past. That they, they really seem like the realities. The, 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 the language seems to describe the truth of the matter. There's me and how do I know there's me? Because I'm experiencing this. When the actuality of the, of the fluidity, the ever-present flow, is being masked behind the casual, the unattentive use of these words, these phrases, these perceptions, these views. My sight, my hearing, my body, my pain, my problem. Your your arrogance. And so then when, when, when we've invested these words with all this reality, then when our awareness is sort of weak and these thoughts assail us, Oh God, the future, what am I going to do and what am I going to do about that? And I'm not really the way, I'm not really getting anywhere and I've been trying to understand this cessation business. And I mean, am I getting it? 
Kitty Stella says, yes, you're getting it. Oh, good. I'm getting it, I'm getting it. I'm getting it, I'm getting it. But maybe I've lost it since I last asked. Am I getting it? <laughs> Tanisha says, I'm not so sure you're getting it, really. Oh, God. Maybe she doesn't know. I mean, we put so much importance on, am I or am I not? And is it right? Am I doing it right? Or is it not right? Who's right? Am I there yet? All this importance on right and not right and good and bad. And just as we're, we're, we're learning to little by little, little by little, patiently illumine the experience with quality of presence, One of the most elusive aspects of, uh, of the present, which is so powerful in, in constructing <clears throat> our reality, is this, is this way that we frame the moments with our thoughts, with our perceptions. And it's very important to begin to allow ourselves to consciously think, not so much to figure something out, To allow ourselves to notice, notice the nature of, the changing, the true changing nature of this thought. Take a simple thought. My name is, my name is Kitty Sorrow. I am Kitty Sorrow. Or whoever we are, listen to that thought. Listen to how familiar it feels to be me thinking. Feel that I am Kitty Sorrow. I am George. I am Suzanne. Feel the thought. Just feel the thought. Notice the thought die. Honor the dying of the thought. What is prior to that thought? Right before you say the thought. Right before you say, I am. And then what, what is present for the thought I am? What remains when the thought dies? I'm not understanding. Letting that thought, I'm not understanding. Can we attend to, be patient to the dying of the thought. I'm not understanding. It's terrible. I just don't understand. Can we attend to that thought? I just don't understand. This is, this is not a joke. This is serious. I just don't understand. None of that silly stuff Keith was trying to do with thoughts. I'm telling you, I don't understand. Or I'm afraid. To really have a chance to to really be with the fading, the dying. This is a gentle practice. There's something in one that'll want to pick up effort again so that we can create who I really am. I'll tell you who I am. I'm the one that's 
just feel that, that weight. See if we can be patient with that, that, that stream, that flood that wants to go somewhere. And can, and can we notice it's fading when that wave starts to subside, when that particular thought melts? So getting a feeling for the space around the thought. Getting a feeling for where the thought comes to rest. Getting a feeling for abiding with the knowing, the resting, the awareness. Sensing the, when we see this thought and how fluid it is, how ephemeral it is. I know. I don't know. It's good. I mean, look at this bell. Okay, the word gong or bell. What is that? That, that that's gong. It, as we said, it guides our attention, but the, the sound gong isn't the thing. This, this, this thing is not even a thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's also a vibrating, changing process, but certainly gong. Isn't it? Gong directs the attention. Actually, thought is, 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 is meant to be a pointer. And yet, in the, in the haze of, of ignorance, thought has become so important. It's become, become the, the, the carrier of, of the real truth of things. Do you love me or not? And in a couple of words, we're devastated or elated. Or a couple of words, I'm a failure. This vastness of being, bowing down and praying to this little bubble, I'm a failure. Tell me who I am. Thank you. I'm terrible. And then it pops. It's gone. And yet we don't. It's a true statement, an eternally true statement. We've taken birth in misery. We've been fooled. We've been hijacked. We've been... That's called Mara. It's called being deluded by conditions. And it's not a question of hating them, but... Realizing, am I going to stand on top of a bubble... Asking that bubble to really tell me who I am. We're actually standing prior to the bubble. We're in silence before the thought, I'm useless. And after the thought, I'm useless. We can take any thought. When I, when this first, when I first started to get a sense of this, I was so excited. I started inviting all the different thoughts in. It's been exciting me and tyrannizing me for so long just to hear them. Hear how close, how I snuggle up to some and am terrified of others. Learning to allow them to reveal their nature, their anicca. They're not permanent. That's what they are. They're dukkha. In and of themselves, they're perfect. But when the grasping mind wants to make a duck out of a chicken or a chicken out of a duck or wants to turn a bubble into the true nature of things, when we grasp at that, then it becomes a generator of 
suffering. It's anatta. It's not, that is not a thing. It is not who and what we are. So this, this way of talking, it is, it is not permanent, not satisfying, not what we are. It's not, we're not trying to tell ourselves what the universe is. It's a way of encouraging us not to grasp and reject in the old habitual way. In contemplating change, in contemplating the dying, we're also contemplating the the impermanence of trying so hard. This is an opportunity for us also to to let things be. In letting things be, that's very different from when there's big effort made to take birth. Taking birth requires some sort of effort to grasp in the fading, in the letting go of that grasping, then there is allowing things to be. Another way of, of reflecting on this dying of things, of this getting a sense for the underlying beauty, the underlying smoothness, the underlying, as one teacher puts it, awesomely okayness of things. And we can use the breath. We don't have to go far away to find this. We can use the natural, the natural surrendering movement of breath. <sighs> Out breath. Just letting be. Hmm. Don't worry. You don't breathe out like that forever. Oh gosh, if I do that, what will happen to my family? What will happen to my business? I mean, what will happen to the world? It's just an out-breath. You'll breathe in later. This isn't a permanent condition of abandonment, of ever doing anything. Okay, if we get that way, somebody will tap us, and we'll get the message. But it's also so chronically exhausting to continually be caretaking, fixing, holding, keeping it together. So much so, through being beguiled by all these thoughts and urgencies, that we've lost touch with our center lost touch with the real timeless, with our source of inspiration, source of refreshment, source of rest. We've lost touch with the seasons, the natural seasons of gathering, like in the wintertime, and then the, 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 the timely, the appropriate, and the beautiful blossoming of spring. Because we've been beguiled by this thought of we should be some way all the time. And so a, a way of, of reflecting on the weariness of timelessly having to keep doing it is just contemplate the out-breath and just let it be. Let letting go. And with each out-breath, just get the feeling of not trying to get rid of anything, but letting go of struggle. So that we can get a feeling for not holding volition so strongly. Get a feeling for that which is always holding and keeping it bay getting a feeling with the out-breath of just letting go of the struggling. When we do that, then we're not creating an experience through the activity of willpower. 
the, the act, actively generating a condition is dropping away, and when one lets go, one is having the opportunity to notice just the what isness, the how it isness. One is allowing oneself to then rest in the ground of being, to be supported by the ground of awareness the base, the floor. In this kind of reflections, we're, we're contemplating the weariness of always having to climb onto a condition. So we're letting go, relaxing, letting be, with each breath, letting be. And even letting go of the letting go. Letting, the letting go reminds us this is thought used as a friend rather than as a tyrant. Letting go is a, is a vitaka. It's a guiding, it's a thought that guides us to explore the aspect of being which can soften, surrender, and be. But then it kindly dissolves. As all thought really does, but we don't notice it when we're so busy generating labyrinths of thought, skipping from one to the other. But actually, each thought keeps dissolving. And when we're contemplating, then we allow each letting go thought with the out-breath, let go. Notice that thought dissolve into silence and notice that little gap after the thought. And learn to enjoy just the silent being. When we're not used to it, notice how the mind then wants to think something quickly. But, 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 at least and be aware of something in us wants to find out who we are by attaching to some thought. Letting be, letting go. Another approach to this, another theme around this uh, way of reflecting on the background the dying, a great Hindu saint uh, uh, taught in this way. I, I found it very useful. He, he, he had us use the simple thought, I am, just in the same way. Sri Nisargadatta. Just think the thought, I am. But again, allow that thought to die. Remembering that that thought, rather than theoretically implying I am this or I am that, just allowing that thought to die and reveal that basic quality of presence. And being aware of the, of the heart that wants to be this thing or that thing or have this object or that object, just allow the amness to then dissolve revealing the silence, the presence, that which is prior to all the thoughts that which witnesses when all the thoughts dissolve and die. Letting go, enjoying the effortless aspect of practice, letting the thoughts of how we describe where we are, the I am, the I am this, the I am that, dissolve back into presence.
into the struggle and different things and don't have to make a war out of it. Don't have to be ashamed of it. We can honestly know there is. There is this experience. Feeling this experience. Seeing if we can sense the experience of stress being generated by wanting and not wanting. And in the middle of that experience, when we're struggling or not where we think we should be, we can just drop a little crystal into the mind of who is struggling. This is one other skillful means, just a few skillful means to play with. Who is struggling? When we're locked into samsara, the mind is riveted on an object that is me or you, my struggle, my suffering. The question, the question who, who is struggling? For one moment, the mind will drop its preoccupation and notice, notice the presence. Notice who, who, who at the core of all this is the one that has all this suffering. For a moment, when we ask that question, the mind stops. It's another way of reflecting on the cessation of generating a problem. Who? I'm, I'm struggling. And watch that thought, I'm struggling, dissolve back into the silence. But who's working so hard today? Who's working so hard today? So much conviction around attachment to thought, wanting certainty on thought. This is the skillful use of doubt, a doubt that can help bring the mind back to silence for a moment. Who? The attention then coalesces back to the center. All of these skillful means uh, revolve around this theme of beginning to investigate our relationship to thought, our relationship to being so certain of who we are and who the world is that I'm really doubting that I really have a problem. So I hope there's not too much in that. These are a few skillful means over the years that I find very helpful. The softening of will, the letting go. The allowing ourselves to notice the dying, especially of thoughts. And the opportunity, rather than being so fixated on the external to keep from time to time just gently questioning who to allow the heart to notice the ground again the ocean the awareness that each of the thoughts keeps each of the sounds each of the experiences keeps melting back into 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.